drums in the deep. <laughs> well, is that what that My is? My radiator. That's what the radiator is. It's just... <laughs> it's a star. Boom, doom. Welcome to Radiator Radio, where you hear <laughs> radiator noise all night, two feet from your head. me who these new characters are Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah because he wasn't there for it oh my gosh yeah <laughs> he wasn't there um and he i showed him i showed him jenny's uh drawing of rain and it confused him so <laughs> that was a that was a podcast <laughs> drawing special yep he's dressed like a ninja oh no not that one <laughs> did you wait which one did you show him He's dancing. He's, wait, there's he's the green. The dancing one. The dancing one. He's green. Okay. And the and the blue. Where's Malta one? dancing with the ninja? Okay, the blue one ninja. is the podcast special. Malta's a horse. I thought you were gonna call her a whore, and I was like, damn, Melissa, that's not nice. Malta's a whore. Malta's a horse. Malta's a horse. An often mistaken compliment. Your mother's a horse. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, all right. <laughs> Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We are coming to you from inside the walls that are made of radiators. This is episode 99, <laughs> Fool's Quest, chapters 34 through 38. That's the end of the book. Uh, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Okay. Corrections, omissions, and announcements. Announcement. Our next episode will be episode 100. It's going to be a uh, non-book reading episode. We're going to do a live stream. It's going to be great. It will not screw up. We will have no technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm a woman in tech. I, it's going to be great. Unlike every single other episode, we will have no technical difficulties. <laughs> gonna be perfection <laughs> it's gonna take us an hour and a half to set up we will start setting up at screens, 10 a.m so, so that by noon we might be kind of semi-functioning yeah so uh, uh you can subscribe it's gonna be a live stream on youtube but you can also just go to buckkeepradio.com and it will redirect there mark your calendars for march 5th uh, it looks like it'll be noon eastern standard time which apologies to us our friends everyone else Al in australia really. we couldn't figure out how to how to schedule for everyone in the world so we we scheduled for three time zones over over four uh that were in the running so but you, you know you can either wake up in the middle of the night or we will post it as an actual episode later if you don't want to watch live um but we will also have more information posted so you don't forget uh and 
you're thinking March 5th. Wait, what? Yes, we're going to take the rest of February off after this episode. We just we need a little break before we do our very last book and I need time to get all of my shit together. So <laughs> we got Katsukan. It's going to be great. We're going to Katsukan, hopefully. Uh, all right. Let's do mail. Our first bit of mail is from Grace. Who sent us an update uh who sent some suggestions for the hundredth episode so you can still send those in folks if you want your question or moment or suggestion to hit the 100th episode send me whatever you want <laughs> we're gonna it's gonna be like a crowdsourced kind of thing um anyway uh grace sent in some suggestions for that so thank you very much but also wanted to say um uh, of of this email, I'm going to do some highlights. The first highlight is, and this one's very important. I'm with Rachel on the umbrellas. The oh, only God. thing worse, the only worse <laughs> luck than opening an umbrella indoors is saying the word "quiet" in an emergency department. So, I felt <laughs> not the pronunciation of umbrella. <laughs> That's just chaos. You could do it, but it's still like, why are we opening umbrellas indoors? <laughs> I don't I know. You guys are laughing at how I said umbrella. Fuck off. But also, Wait. I don't like. Yeah, like it just seems unnecessary. And how do you fit through a door? Like, how do you even bring the umbrella through the door if it's open? I, I think you I close know. it a little bit to get in the door and then open it back. Which up so is indicative that you're doing Which something is even wrong. more infuriating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Grace also wanted us to know. Um, I've been meaning to write in and say hi for a while now and was spurred on to do so by Rachel's reference to the one, the only, the fabulous Teresa Mannion and her unnecessary journeys quote. It was my favorite moment of BKR to date, and I feel she deserves to be explained to the rest of the group, and I am happy to do so. So... Teresa Mannion is a news reporter in Ireland who one day in 2015 was just doing her job, which happened to be reporting on Storm Desmond, which was wreaking havoc in the west of Ireland where she lives. She gave the most gloriously melodramatic account of the dire weather conditions, which included the infamous plea to not take unnecessary journeys. And you have to understand that Ireland is a fairly tame country. Where Mother Nature is concerned, every bit of wind is named Storm XYZ these days, but we have nothing compared to the hurricanes and cyclones that affect other tropical climates. However, watching her news segment that night, you'd think we were in the middle of Hurricane Katrina herself. Especially funny when you see people walking around in the background without too much difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> this went it, this instantly went viral and has become a Nash she has become a national treasure and a celebrity and we love her so thank you for giving me context because i only knew like the sound bite from tiktok yeah that which was, i have great. since rachel said that i have now heard it like a hundred thousand <laughs> times on tiktok but yes I, I did not know the origin so i appreciate you sharing yes uh, our next piece of mail is from jesse and i can't say everything in this email because again some uh uh, some suggestions um, for maybe our future projects, stuff like that. Uh, thanking me for, for getting Jesse into tune. You're welcome. DM me anytime. Um, some suggestions for Roteland, which I thought was cool. Uh, build a wit beast. Build your own adorable stuffed wit beast. I don't know why we didn't think about that. I love it. Genius. This is my genius. Genius. 
Joey, uh, for you, uh -oh. Antler Island Experience, a fully immersive VR battle while Starling Song plays as you exit. Oh, that's good. <laughs> wow, I'm done. <laughs> done. Excellent. <laughs> Um, I'm saving some of this for our hundredth episode, but lastly, Jesse says to finish up, I wanted to give you guys my sincere thanks. The last two years have been hard on everyone. Your podcast gave me something to look forward to every week. You made me belly laugh when the world around me was falling apart and brought me comfort and camaraderie during a time of isolation. You might think that it's just a podcast, but fantasy books, especially these ones, are sacred to me, and you've oh. more than done them justice. You've created a community, and that's a really special gift. Cheers to 100 episodes. Aww. Jesse, that's you so are sweet. a special gift. <laughs> you made everyone cry, Jesse. Yes, I didn't stand a chance. I cried when I read it. I cried when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jenny, listener Jenny, has sent us uh, a, a message about music and musings, which I liked because I, I do, uh, Alyssa and I create little uh, playlists to go with each kind of movement of books that we're reading. So I'm very into music emails. This one says, I was listening to Wolf by First Aid Kit, <sighs> and there's lines about Wolf Father. A fitting soundtrack to the last section of the rote journey. Quote, wolf father at the door. You don't smile anymore. You're a drifter, a shapeshifter. Let me see you run. So I like that. I think we, <laughs> that, I don't know if that's in one of our, of our playlists, but I can add it. Yes, that's please. what wolf father says to the servants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um... And also big praise to Jenny for all of the art, but especially the Mage Grey. I loved it. So thank you. That's from listener, listener. Jenny to listener Jenny. Jenny. Okay. Yep. <laughs> thank you, listener Jenny. Jenny. Or session. Jenny just likes to write into herself, which is also totally fine. <laughs> I start doing that. It wasn't me. Uh, and then I also just wanted to do a shout out to Christine. Got your email. I will include that in our hundredth episode itinerary. So that's it for mail. Uh, got a little bit of a lot, but that's okay. I like a lot of mail. Yeah, those are awesome. Oh, and I wanted to say congratulations to our listener, Jonathan, who had a baby. <gasps> yes, a yeah. little Bucky baby. Natal chaos. Yes, a little Bucky baby. So, uh, actually, very fun. It was funny because... Oh, let me find this. I don't know how this was sent to me. Ah, it was on Instagram. It says... I want to let you know that my wife and I had our first baby last week. His name is Fit Chivalry. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like didn't read the kidding fast enough. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> That's a heavy burden to bear. <laughs> uh, so no, congratulations. Uh, so that's it. Now we can move on um, to the last four chapters. Of five. Five. Five, Five. I guess. 4.2. <laughs> <laughs> that seems accurate. A fool's, a fool's Quest. Um, I have the first one. It is called Dragons. So this chapter starts out with a letter from Malta and Rain to, dutif to Dutiful. Malta, Rain, still beautiful? Well, I guess we'll find out later. 
Anyways, looks like Doodles wrote to them to try to get a trade agreement going with this new old kingdom and their new old computer chip business, but supply chains, am I right? <laughs> Malta basically tells them that they send their goods down the river, not over mountains, and they're just going to have to trade with the rainwilds like everyone else. Oh, and dragons? I mean, we know them, but we like don't know them. Try talking to them over dinner. Hmm. So Fitz is basically heartbroken that the fool was there, but then left without him didn't even wait who would do that to their beloved who hmm maybe look in the mirror fits land and pear and i will never say purr because it's gross are left sort of agog over fits being left on read but try not to make eyes at each other over their berry tea and wabbit while sitting <laughs> watch that evening pear insists that he's not tired and asks Fitz for advice about best friends with different identities and Fitz basically says I don't know but you'll get used to it and I guess that's fine advice for the moment then it's Lance's turn for a one-on-one -on -one, and he asks why Fitz doesn't like him and Fitz correctly tells him that it's because he made B unhappy and treated her poorly and when Lance starts in on the well me and Shun were confused bit Fitz cuts him off because we just don't have time for that right now because hark a shriek what for the fool and spark have returned through the gate in a blorch of skirt layers the fool quote lay on his back staring up at me and panting his blind eyes were wide and the torchlight danced in their golden depths. The skirts he wore were flung wide around like a collapsed tent. And I like how poetic this brief but in-depth description is of Fitz getting a look at the fool, but also how he doesn't get too flowery with his metaphors because tents are on the mind. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the dragon. The dragon is coming. Uh, what? Where? And the trio of men sans baby look up <laughs> at the night sky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not here. There. Oh. Well, having ascertained that there's no immediate danger, Fitz turns his attention to the fool's silvered hand. A handy glove is produced, and Fitz tries to put it on the fool's hand without getting silvered himself, and they bicker for a second, and it's really cute. But then the fool does it himself. Quick like a cat, which means hot. <laughs> the fool can sense yeah, the fire that Fitz leads them to, which is interesting. This is another side effect of dragon's blood. Also, Spark is basically senseless and Fitz burritos her into a little Leto 2 costume and sets her to roast by the fire. <laughs> then Fitz gets the fool's latest story of near misadventure. Having no trust that Fitz would not abandon him, the fool chose plan B and recruited Spark to help stop to help shop Shade's old lady time wardrobe, long live lady time, and prepare for an alternative route. Where? Well, to Aslavyal, and then here, via the leftover dragon blood smeared on a pillar, and then to Kalsingra and the aforementioned dragon's welcome, and now back here again, which is yikes, way too much f pillar travel, thinks Fitz, staring at Spark twitching like Frodo post-stabbing. Anyways, <laughs> says the fool, why weren't you here when I came to grab you? Oh, well, I went to visit Verity. Oh, and girl on a dragon? No, she gives me the creeps. <laughs> humph, thought the fool. And though this isn't written, I must make it clear that the humph is canon. <laughs> At length, the fool complains of the cold and asks Fitz to go searching for their old dragon tent from back when he was dead. And honestly, I, can I have a whole point of view of this scene from Lant and Pear's perspective? Because the nonchalance of this mention definitely earns a few double takes. And while searching, Fitz recalls that they are back on the old skill road, and part of Spark's twitching is probably visions, so they move a bit. It takes a second, but yes, Fitz finds the old dragon tent. It's fine. 
It's good as new, actually. Nothing wrong with it. Just a little wear and tear. And Ashley's wish from the last two episodes running has come true. Fitz, Fitz is fiercely but briefly content to cuddle the fool in their dragon tent by a fire with some half-decent porridge, and then of course berates himself for any moment of happiness while B is gone. But the fool distracts us all with his tale of return to Kelsingra and how they ran through the streets and found perhaps the very same source of skill that Verity had all those years ago. At first they couldn't access the well, but there was a large bucket with just a little bit left inside, so the fool is able to swipe his hand, and then a chase! An angry dragon hounds the heels of Spark and Lady Amber, so says Spark when she comes with two enough to add to the tale. And then the dragon is joined by a terrifyingly tall red warrior <laughs> with a sword, and they barely escaped before jumping through the portal. The fool is ecstatic to have succeeded and rejoined Fitz, while Fitz is very worried about all the portaling, and I love them. I just do. <laughs> uh, I like that the fool's luggage is just clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knew that the rest of the stuff was still there, buried under snow. He's like, I don't need that. It's there. It's all there. I know it's there. I left it here 35 years ago. So, <laughs> and did it's you elderly it? maid, so it will be yeah. fine. Me when I put something down and then Joey moves it and I'm like, where did you, where, why? <laughs> they left it's it right here. You. I left it right here three weeks ago. Why isn't it still here? <laughs> or when you move my iPad and you say, I saw you with it last, and then I'm like, why is it in your pile? Then <laughs> clearly, clearly it wasn't me who moved it. Apparently I found it. it. I knew right where it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> After like being like, hey, 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 it's in that. It's not there. It's in there. It's you have it. You have it. I checked everywhere. <laughs> I like I really all of our idiots are together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciated that when it came to them talking about, oh, you know, when Fool died, they didn't re-explain all of it to us because i was like oh my god are we gonna have to sit yeah, here and re-listen to this shit there it's the end of the book she doesn't have time for that kind of shit she's like no just like fucking figure it out for yourself which <laughs> is what she should do always fix remember this is where we were when i was dead all our stuff is right over there <laughs> what <laughs> yeah lant and her must be confused just like all the time they're probably just like, oh, he meant like dead to me, like they got into a fight or something. Like, not <laughs> dead, dead. No, they're probably looking at each other like, I thought Fitz was the one that died. Did they both die? <laughs> <laughs> just so confused. They're like, I don't know, the song. What, do you remember the song? Yeah, it says, and then he died and came back to life. But wh was it the fool? There's probably a whole side conversation going on, and I really. This is I how they it. bond. It's not over porridge. It's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with the pool. I just love how they reappear. You just hear like a shout and then he runs over there and the fool's just laying on the floor. Just like, ha ha ha. I I, it was I like it. a very good visual that we got for that of just him just surrounded or Amber, whoever they may be in that moment, of just <laughs> surrounded by fluffy skirts. I just envision like layers upon layers of giant skirting just all around them. 
Yes, like a bustle. Like there's definitely yeah. like one of those like bumps around like the top of the skirt, you know, uh-huh. that like makes it extra full. Yeah. And like cute little shoes sticking out like Wicked Witch of the East <laughs> style. <laughs> you know? I uh I like that pair is kind of like I'm you know, why is Ash also Spark and it's confusing and why would they lie? And Fitz is like you know what? This is just how people are. Everyone but us, actually, just has an identity for every occasion. Not Fitz, who has been like several different people. <laughs> Tell him that and get him to admit that to himself because he thinks that he's just the same guy. He is, just like they are also the same person. But, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> We need to stick you in. You can just come out of the fire like Calcifer and explain it and then sink back into the fire. I'm here to explain. Um, I also like the little scene of like, don't touch me with that hand. Please don't get any silver on me. I don't trust you. Don't stop stop moving. I'm going to I'm going to hold my hands like this and you're going to put your hand in there. It's like, just give it to me. I'll do it myself. (laughs) <laughs> Having dressed Joey in many a costume, I felt that. Mm-hmm. I felt it. I have faith that Joey can put his hand in a glove all by himself. Thank you. I don't. It took some skill, <laughs> but I can do it. Uh. And how do we feel about our tall red warrior? I like that the description that they have is very like the aliens and signs or something. Mm. Like it's like really like you're anticipating like something really scary and really otherworldly. And then like when they actually describe it, those of us who have read the other books are kind of like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Just that guy. All right. Turn. <laughs> scary. <laughs> Which is just like signs. <laughs> uh, Lant learned how to maybe make half decent porridge. Possibly, we'll never know. Next up, he learns how to porridge. bake a potato. You put the potato on a heat source. <laughs> but how? He burns it first. He burns the shit out of it. <laughs> this is his only character growth in these books. He just learns how to do basic cooking tasks do we get a cooking toddler level cooking the audacity to sit there and say why don't you like me though i mean i think lance nearing the end of his like extremely not self-aware period maybe or just his life in general (laughs) (laughs) he's just like he's ready to just he's ready to ask these questions even if they're super uncomfortable like why don't you like me you know and, and and Fitz actually answered him, which, you know, he didn't try to say, oh, I like you. It's fine. He's like, I don't like you. I don't like your face. I don't like the way you dress. I don't like the voice that comes out of your mouth. I don't like anything about you, actually. Which is how it should be. He Ouch. shouldn't have to fluff it up. We're animals at the end of the day. We don't have to like the odds of us liking everybody that we encounter in life. It's imp- impossible. And He's he should be able there. to say, like. I think they're outside of court life. They're outside of Withy Woods. He doesn't have to pretend anymore. And Lant got himself into this mess by following him. So he can say exactly. Yeah. I I would like to point out that his 
voice does change throughout this series, and I think it is in proportion to how annoying he is being. <laughs> He's got like a very nasally like, yeah. God, what are you talking about? He's got like a. It's, it's sulky. It's almost Snape like. Yeah, but it's it, like a bumblebee. He's got like a Snape voice in the beginning, and it does oh, kind of yeah. like back off on it. I don't know if the editor was like, "Hey, you kind of you're, you're going a little too hardcore with this character," or if it Lance's not a bad guy. Actually, we just don't. He's just pathetic. <laughs> but it does <laughs> appear to like go with his character growth. Interesting. <laughs> Sean and I were confused. Like, oh my god, stop talking about it. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. It's like, Fitz is just like, Sean and I were confused. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Get over it. It's like, okay, but what if you were related to Molly? <laughs> god, he's having such a crisis. He, he could be. I mean, he doesn't really know shit about shit, so... They could be cousins. Too late now. I don't. I. I'm just saying. Like listen, this would just it's be the like olden eh, times. Whatever. It's the olden times. It's fine. Everyone's related. Everyone's related somehow. You're. I mean, unless you're gonna have kids. You know, if that happens, deal with it. But you're not making royalty. <laughs> you know, like come on, let it happen. I know that's not a popular opinion, but. <laughs> I think that I think that perseverance is really like rolling with the punches. This is this is a this is a kid who is like riddle 2.0, you know, like not not an adult yet, but very much like, OK, we've got magic. We've got dragons. We got people coming back to life. We got people with weird identities. There is silver hands. And you know what? I'm just going to do what I'm told. I'm going to keep the fire stoked. I'm going to, you know, make sure my friend is warm, put the butterfly cloak on her. He's with it. He's like, he's on point. I like him. He's a good kid. Survive. <laughs> he's a quick study. Mm-hmm. He knows how to boil water. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's tricky. You know, not everybody All can the do essentials. that. He's remembering his goals, and his goals are to find Lady B, rescue Lady B, return her to her pony. Get that bitch <laughs> on a horse. And he's like, does, is what I'm doing serving that mission? You know, he's always thinking about mm -hmm. his core values. Goal-oriented. Yes. When, when, when Perseverance has to do his annual review, it's going to go really well. <laughs> he's getting a good bump. Um, okay, so crew is back together. We know that through one door is an angry dragon and through the other door is camping so let's see what door they choose to go through i think it's really to... kind of more like glamping when they're in the dragon tent because it's so well insulated but well they don't have like all the stands so it's kind of like a saggy dragon tent it's like like still the, better the... than a regular tent oh yeah it's it's like beautiful but like kind of falling over and i like that we didn't get any commentary from land or um any of like the the new youngins about like, oh, this tent is so gorgeous, or oh, how is it so fucking warm and cozy inside of this tent? They're just like, score, better tent. They're like, this is, you know what, I'm on a magic road, people are going in and out of stones, like, whatever, magic tent. Of course there's a magic tent. You know what, if this is a video game, and it is, of course you would find better gear if you just looked around. 
right? Yeah. Just kick the snow a bit. Yep. All right, chapter 35. Chapter 35 is Kelsingra. The intro is a dream of bees where she is devoured by a gate made of yellow bone. This is a true dream, she says, near unavoidable on any path. Despite having two tents now, Fitz, Spark, Lant, Purr, and the Fool all sleep in the Elderling tent because it has a kotatsu. <laughs> I want one so bad. I want one of those. Eat you. <laughs> in the morning, Fitz is warned by his wit of an approaching predator. The adventurers find the camp is now being investigated by a big old graying bear. Fitz uses the wit to nudge the bear towards some piping hot biscuits, hoping that it will keep him away from the teens. Unfortunately, the bear is allergic to gluten. <laughs> While the bear is inspecting their supplies, our friends climb up a tree, all except for Spark and the blind fool who scattered in the wrong direction. Meanwhile, the bear eats some cheese and gets the cloth that is wrapped in it uh, stuck in his teeth, enraging him. Spark gasps in fear, drawing the bear's attention to the two still on the ground. Then the bear begins charging towards them. In an act of desperation, Spark and the fool flee into the stone pillar at the last possible moment for like their fourth skill pillar trip in a day. And the bear crashes into the pillar, pissing it off even further. He then begins to destroy the camp. The gluten-free Oreos, cries Purr. <laughs> and Fitz has to grab him to keep him from jumping out of the tree. The bear then starts trashing Fitz's pack and his mementos of Bee and Molly, and Lant then has to hold Fitz back. Fitz cries in anguish, and Dutiful chimes in from the still-open skill Zoom meeting. Are you alive, Fitz? I wish I wasn't, cries Fitz. After the bear was satisfied he had done a thorough enough job destroying the camp, he trundled off. Fitz, Lant, and Purr then climbed down to gather up the remaining belongings. Purr is able to find Bee's dream journal. That's mine, roars Fitz and snatches it away. Maybe you could teach me to read so I can read what she wrote, says Purr. It's private, snaps Fitz before scooping the journal up and scurrying away into a cave with his precious. The rest of the crew has to use Molly's candles as bait to coax him back out again. Once the surviving gear has been gathered up, the team sets off to follow Spark and the Fool through the pillar to Kelsingra. Oddly, after passing through, they appeared in Kelsinger later in the day, but also at seemingly the exact same time as Spark and the Fool. But then they heard a massive roar, and immediately there was a large green dragon bearing down on them. The dragon charged till just before it got to them and stopped and reared back, preparing to spray venom. The dragon paused and snuffed and declared that he could smell one claimed by another dragon. Luckily, Spark and the Fool were able to get under the butterfly cloak and cannot be found. Thus, our friends have been saved, but only from imminent death, it seems, as now they have to deal with him. He's tall. He's red. He's got a sword. <laughs> it's our old friend Rapscal, and now he's got the title of general. The pissed elderling points his sword at Fitz, and Fitz brushes the twigs out of his hair before smiling and saying, Hi, I'm Prince Fitz Chivalry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, so I had to immediately Google what a um, <laughs> what a cut. What do we call it? What do we say it was? A uh, kotatsu is. 
Kotatsu. Oh, a kota- it's a heated table. Yeah, so then, kotatsu. but I'm looking up images, and there's pictures, there's so many pictures of people, like, <laughs> sleeping underneath their coffee tables. <laughs> I don't know. Are we supposed to be sleeping under our coffee tables? No, you're not They're supposed so to. They're so cozy. Let me, cozy. I, let me text this to, the group, to their group thread, because... It sounds like a great way to burn yourself. There's just people, like, hanging out under their coffee tables. I would, I would one hundred percent fall asleep and have and just. I put it in our text messages, not in um, oh. duo, but there's lots of oh, people yeah. sleeping under oh, tables. Oh, this person has like a a sofa attached to their kotatsu. Now that is life, Joey. See this one that like the yes. it, the one on the right where it it comes down to an angle. That's it. That's my dream sleeping situation. <laughs> That's what, she, that's what you need. That's what that's gonna make life good for you. I don't that's even it. own that's... a coffee table, let alone a heated one that I can okay. sleep under. Food and Joey, we're throwing away all our furniture. If we get if we throw away all our furniture and we just get a kotatsu table and this weird floor couch with the convertible <laughs> backs. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. You okay. too can become a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> It's like returning to the womb. Yes. That's where you want to be? Yeah. That was the last time I was happy. Were you? Oh. You wanted to get out. I mean, I was choking to death because my mom <laughs> definitely smoked. But let's not go there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, okay. So... The bear, the bear, the bear, the hairy bear, the black and brown and covered in hair. Uh, wrong book. <laughs> He's looking for a maiden fair. <laughs> Why did we have an interlude with a fucking bear right He now? wanted some cheese. I thought it was great. Leave him alone. It's because Lant made porridge. He's got old man teeth. This was this was Hob being like, oh, do you like camping? Does camping make you feel good under the stars, cuddling <laughs> with your beloved in a tent? Fuck yeah. you, here's a bear. Bears! <laughs> also, in a video game, in a video game, bears are like level two or three. They they should be on. They should be beyond that now. The sand. They should what? be fighting dragons. All I know is that TikTok has shown me a disproportionate amount of videos of people being chased in the woods by bears. <laughs> That's why you and take bear spray if you hike in areas that have bears. That is like a real thing. Yeah. I am never going out in nature. We have I'm technology. never like it's not happening. There's always a bear. Apparently. We I mean, like where I go if I go hiking, it's normally like up towards Asheville and stuff. And like I'm more worried about cats than I am about a bear. But what kind of cats? So what we need to know Mountain is cats. That the little tiny kitties. Yeah. yeah. That the the forest in Sweden does not have bears. That's what True we that. need to know. Yes. So What's the biggest actually, threat in a Sweden forest? A Americans. Very angry. Americans. <laughs> Americans with their guns. <laughs> Lost, lost angry Americans who can't find their gluten-free Oreos. <laughs> it said that his sword was useless against a bear, so I'm inclined to believe it's higher than level two. There's like a whole thing where they're like, we, yeah, they were shame. gathering all their stuff and they're like, we put our swords next to the fire just in case we wanted to like die swinging a sword. I'm like, or you can run away, get right. your shit and run off. 
I feel like his wit magic should have been better than that. Well, one, been... he never he never really vibed with. Go Kubera, fuck that bear up with your wit. Come on, Helda, like... Helga, Holda, Hoda. Whatever that Hoda? name was. Hoda, yes, that's exactly it. She's on the Today Hoda. Show every morning. You can see <laughs> Hoda! I love that he tried to, like, communicate with the bear and it immediately got pissed off. Like, his <laughs> wit was of zero use in that situation. Like, that bear was a New Yorker. That bear was like, are you fucking talking to me right now? Fuck you. Fuck you and your stuff. And your cheese is bad. Your cheese is really bad. The cheese was good. The wax paper was not. Who puts paper on cheese? That's what the bear is thinking. Well, you don't want like little fuzzies and things to get stuck to your cheese. You gotta wrap it in something. (laughs) I think, like, what is the purpose of the scene? Obviously, to force Fitz to not to stop being so careful and to go through this portal, but also to like reinforce how precious some of these objects are. Right? There's now only two candles left that Molly has made. And these books that B wrote that are clearly important, even though Fitz won't read them. I hate that he doesn't read them. <gasps> Why would he want to have more information? Hilda. Hilda is the name of the bear. Thank you. I looked it up. <laughs> so she was on trading spaces. Got it. No, <laughs> she was the one that glued moss to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked great with it. That tracks. Uh, is that also an old person reference now? That was a while ago. That is, yeah, that's hella old. So. <laughs> We've definitely made <laughs> Trading Spaces references before. Oh, yeah. Because wa- I've, I've seen every episode of Trading Spaces, and I own one of the Trading Spaces books, and I Ooh. got it signed at the Barnes & Noble. So. <laughs> By who? Who's the, the page. Oh, I was just going to say, not page. It was page. <laughs> that's better than Ty. You didn't have to see that thing under his lower. Oh lip. no, Ty was the Ty was there, but he wasn't signing stuff. No, it's too cool. It, those thumb rings—they really—you can't use a pen if you wear all those thumb rings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I know that there so, is know, a listener yeah. right now that's fuming that Fitz actually has three <laughs> candles and not two. I just wanted to point it out for that one person. Uh, that's really I, I thought, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, thought I thought it was, it was three, three too. I thought he was three candles and then the bear ate one. He started. So he no, started he with four three. candles, and oh. he found three in the berry. Oh, we assumed the bear ate one. I don't know why bears I'm are sorry. eating. Sorry, my cat is trying to break into my office because they contain oh, beeswax. So you could say that it was that bear's beeswax. There's three candles. The... Look, the details do not matter, people. All right. Lavender, lilac, and you never know when details are gonna matter. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Molly didn't make them to be to be stuck in somebody's pocket forever and carried around the world. She made them to be burned. Or to be counted. So Who... burn them. It's <laughs> <laughs> like burning. Yeah, Molly hers. couldn't count. She definitely couldn't count. <laughs> Do you think that like late at night he's like sniffing those candles? Oh yeah. Ew. <laughs> oh god. So my this is off slightly off topic, but. Made me think of my mom. I, there's this local candle store here in Charleston, and they make really beautiful candles. And I always get some, and they come in these pretty tins. And so I put them in my mom's stocking, like kind of year over year for Christmas, because they're small. They don't burn for a long time. 
And she just moved down here. And I was in her house and I saw she had this side table and it had like a pyramid of all these candles that I've been buying her. And I was oh, no. like, Mom, not a single fucking one of these has a, a wick that's been lit. Like, do you not like them? And she's like, no, I love them. And I'm like, then why aren't we burning the candles? She's like, oh, well, I mean, I just, I didn't want to run out of them. And I'm like, you've got like six of the fucking There's things here. Store. And Burn I keep buying them for you. Like, you're supposed to use candles. They're not just to stack into pyramids so you can sniff them whenever you walk past. Like, <laughs> light them. I don't know. Maybe some people are born candle sniffers and some people are born candle oh. burners. Well, I bought, so, you know, like when, I don't know if it's still a thing, but for a hot second, there were all of these like custom uh candles that you could get for like books and book characters and yeah. settings and books and things still can. and i i have some blood okay. nash so, ones sitting right next to me i got a hawk <laughs> okay so i've got a few and i try to be very general with them so i have like all my gideon ones but i also have all like some that are just like science fiction and like this one smells like the library and all that stuff and i had them on my bookshelf and i thought they looked really cute well then the one time i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna burn them and i opened them and they had rotted so oh man burn burn your candles folks burn your candles before they rot. <laughs> oh my god this you can always keep the jars to go murder her. I'm sorry again. She's being a nightmare. Feed her to a dragon. Bubba, cut it the fuck out. <laughs> She's gonna ruin my wood doors. I'm assuming that's Bunny. Yes. She's like Bad clawing bunny. like a dog at the door. I'm like, could we stop? <laughs> I also like the fact that we got a little bit more of Fitz's useless wit right now. Uh, you know, we feel N Night Eyes' absence really profoundly in this particular scene because they're in the woods, they're in these places where Night Eyes was before when last time we were here. Uh, so I think that's also nice. Like, why? And this goes back to my comment about, like, why is there a, a bear attack in the middle of this book? But I think it does have a purpose. I mean... Moves the plot along. Yeah. It moves the plot along-ish. In a, in, a, in a way, yeah. It pushes them through a pillar. Something if happened. I mean, they could the have just, like, had... gone through the pillar, but they just, No, they need know, a push. Like... Needed a bear. If only the bear had also destroyed Fitz's shirt just somehow in the process. Yeah, there's way too many shirts in this book, I'll say that. <laughs> so many shirts. And they're trying to get all of the fool's, like, luggage together and it's just clothes. <laughs> it's like, what? These skirts are too heavy. Uh, and, they're, and, like, Lance's like, we gotta leave some of this behind. This shit is too heavy. He's like, I'm bringing all the clothes, okay? <laughs> the fool will have options when we get to Calcindra. Yeah. Well, I feel like <laughs> he wouldn't have packed them unless he knew he needed them. Right? He needs all these gloves. He needs them all. What if the gloves start to silver from the inside out? We might need a never-ending supply of gloves. Who knows? What chapter is it? Was it this? What chapter is it where the Fitz is like, let me pack that for you, and the fool's That's like, no! Fine. Don't touch! Yeah. I'll, I'll get <laughs> to like, it. Yeah, we, yeah. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> I've seen what you do. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a Katamari ball of clothes that just gets pushed through the pillar and pops Balled out the in. other side. Uh, and like, yeah, Fitz is in the middle somehow, just like stuck inside. 
All right. Um, let's go meet uh the big red aphid man. Chapter thirty six. Joey, I can't wait for you to explain to me who all these people are. Oh. <laughs> all right. I know one of them. I know a couple of them. Do you? You've definitely done at least one chapter for one of these characters. Yeah. They were different at the time, and younger. They were younger. <laughs> The, Before the, they the, had the, sexual the organs on their girl. forehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is that what those are? I don't think they go into that. Why don't um, you tell Joey that? He's going to, like, ask me questions. You're welcome. He's going to be like, how does it work? What do they do? All right. Go they ahead. don't talk about it, so it's fine. Why am I going to ask? They don't talk about it. Chapter 36 is called An Elderling Welcome, or Fitz the Faith Healer. The intro is an old scroll about skill specialization in regards to Coterie's skill pillar courtiers. Specifically, um, the, skill, the, the, the criteria for being one are as follows. They must serve three years in total and rotate on and off years like, like, a, like a NASA you know, space person. They must be youthful and maintain good constitution. They must repeat the same routes because they're gonna they need to know their routes. And finally, they must maintain a solid self-image. Narcissists are best. <laughs> <laughs> With baggage in hand, Fitz introduced himself, Lance, and Percy to the armed red fellow known as General Rapscallion, leader of Kelsingra <laughs> yes. militia. He seems gruff and annoyed with them. As they made their way uh, to the main hall, Kelsingra ghosts were all around. The hall was dragon-scaled, as in dragon... As in scaled to dragons, not scaled... Not dragon scales on the everything. <laughs> That's important, because they say that. <laughs> uh, the new denizens have moved in since Fitz was here last. Um, so it's a totally new world, and I just kind of imagine workbenches and shit everywhere, and, like, tile being relayed or whatever. Um, they were in the waiting room. They were all in the waiting room while Rapscallion growled at them about something, about getting an audience with Kelsingra, the Kelsingra rulers. Um, Fitz did his best impression of an emissary from the Six Duchies, and it kind of sort of worked. Um, there were some magic benches that suddenly got soft once you sat in them, and then there was some also some self-eating vases that were magical. But the food did suck for some reason, so the food sucked. Finally, they got their audience with King Rain Cobras. Oh, Rain God. Rain <laughs> King Rain Cobras. Who... <laughs> he, he greeted... He part snake. He oh greeted himself God. to them with this foreign type of handshake that didn't involve the wrist grab. Um, the narrator, again, strangely, again, the narrator gave him a weird nasally accent. It's the worst so in the sort of like, series. It's the, it's, it's fucking garbage. Please it's impersonate like, it right now. Give us a... Hello, hello, um, <laughs> emissary from the Six Nachis. How are you doing? Here's a shitty wrist handshake. Yeah, it was about that it's, bad. Wow. It's so bad that it changes throughout the chapter because he can't reproduce it. Consistently. Eli, do yours. Do yours. Prince Fitzsimmery. <laughs> uh, you put a bubble in it. You put a bubble in his throat. 
Well, it's chivalry. Good to meet you. It's weird. Wow. Poor rain. Poor rain cobras. King rain cobras. Oh my god. We need to take a screenshot of that and put it as one of the one of the Instagram images when you post this episode. It's gonna be a drawing. King rain cobras. I also want a jacket that says King rain cobras on the back and like falling snakes. I'll make you a rug that says King rain cobras. Whatever. We don't need Robin Hobb to go to Starbucks anymore. We just have to have her say things to Joey. <laughs> Alyssa, please uh, say again what you just <laughs> Whenever I pour the spaghetti in the dish, that's what I'll say. <laughs> King Rain Cobras. Okay. So, King Rain Cobras is there. He's giving bad handshakes. Uh, he blah blah something about a ship's captain taking up his time and then mentioned Malta and escorted them to the greeting hall. Yet again, this one was actually scaled for humans. Um, Fitz sent some elderling magic and Bingtown decor. <laughs> what is that? I like that he I like that he sensed the Bingtown, Bingtown <laughs> decor. No, there was Bingtown decor decor but he did sense elderling magic all around there's it's fucking everywhere i think the entire place is built out of that blackstone queen malta of the dragon traders entered the fucking room and she was dressed like a jersey housewife but you know like the classy kind but she's apparently hot or something i still think that Ketty is definitely hotter than Malta. Well, that's my own opinion but apparently malta was dressed to the goddamn nines um and you know what we'll say we'll table that we'll table all of that clean for, on her for ass and little jewels fashions from <laughs> Jam- jamalia or She's whatever got the feldspar jacket yeah. she, she is apparently wearing fucking everything and looks amazing <laughs> whatever i'm not impressed give me give me simple ketty um she apologized for uh gruff general rapscallion the pleasantries were traded and then Amber introduced herself, being led by Spark. And then the narrator, again, the narrator, our favorite character in these books, <laughs> gives Amber a woman's voice, and Fitz just gulped. The, he's, like, <laughs> smitten, obviously. Like, it's implied. We saw it. It's there. It's happening. Dinner was served. Amber, so dinner again was served. I don't know why there's so much goddamn food. Dinner was served formally now. Amber explains that digestion and bargaining don't mix, so they decide to eat first. And Rain and Malta explained that they're not into this whole monarchy thing, but hey, here we are. Everyone's doing it. We're monarchy, I guess. Thrawn, their son. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I thought, I thought that they called him Thrawn. It may be Ephron. I don't fucking know. I thought at this point in the story, his name was Thrawn. Thrawn. No, I'm imagining Thrawn. a blue man in a white suit. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, uh, their son came in, um, and uh, you know they they said well, he's not feeling so well. Like he may not show up, but he, he's there. He's he's there. Um, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Jake from Paragon live ship is mentioned. We all remember Jake. You know, he was a really cool guy. 
He was in those books, you know, he talked to the ships, and then he showed up later. Turns out he's not Jake, he's Jack. I do know that. I do know that. Um, But it turns out that Jack is actually one of the six duchies' resources, a.k.a. spies, Shade spies. Back before Shade got demoted slash laid off, Jack was one of (laughs) Shade's spies. Um... And uh, there was, of course, more conversation, talk of war with Chalice, blah, 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 effects on the economy, blah, blah, blah. And then you can just read all those millions of dragons books that are out there that I don't care about. Millions. Uh, millions. Malta <laughs> uh, remarked on Amber's physical changes. Torture, dragon's blood, we don't know. Uh, they don't really get the truth out of her. And then uh, Thrawn showed up to dinner, <laughs> to the dinner table. Um, and I actually think his name is Ephron Cobras. I yeah, Ephron. Is it Ephron? Is it closer? Is that closer? Did someone almost Ephron throw Cobras up? Showed is up. that the noise that just happened? The, that gulp. <laughs> Ephron Cobras showed up. Um, when looking upon him, Fitz thought wrong, 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 and was immediately compelled and i mean viscerally compelled by the skill to fix him his disgusting body or whatever was wrong there and then did so without waiting or asking without consent or permission and then it is mentioned that tintaglia somewhere distant in the farther regions of the the realm of the elderlings felt a ping like i because she's connected to him i think I know Tintaglia didn't know Zach Efron Cobra. <laughs> Zach Zach Efron Cobra, as we know him now, renewed. He's gotten. He's better. He's feeling great. He's healed up from Fitz's, uh, you know, whole thing, and now uh, Fitz. He's looking a lot like Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka's Ch- Chocolate Factory. This is what went through my brain. I never thought. My life could be anything but catastrophe. But suddenly I begin to see a bit of good luck for me. Cause I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden twinkle in my eye. Oh my god. Fucking cry. happening he just hops up out of bed and starts dancing (laughs) that's it he got out of bed he's feeling better he's like grandpa joe there's a golden ticket apparently the golden ticket is fitz's skilling that he has to do to him uh malta immediately she's fucking a mess of tears she's like crying all over the place you did what the dragons do he's healed uh and and immediately uh zach efron is like is there, like, any food left to gorge on? Because I can eat anything and everything. Just give it to me. I want something fucking crunchy. You want something <laughs> crunchy? Um, Rain Cobras, his father, is marveled by Fitz's unusual dragony talent. And Amber beamed. She's just like, this is my, this is my Fitz. This is my boy. Um, she took his side, moved somebody out of his chair. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Took his side, <laughs> took his arm, and Fitz thought... Man, Molly kind of used to do this, and and suddenly like Fitz's loins sort of stirred a little bit. <laughs> did they? Yeah, they did. I don't think they did. They did. They kind of did. It was mentioned. He he was sort of like it was sort of like 
Ooh, I, like, what's that? Like, your loins were stirred. I don't know about Fitz's. This, this is new for me. He's like, oh, this is kind of something. Um, and then he sort of admitted that he was mysteriously compelled to skill, skill heal uh, this, this young man. Um, and he was just beckoned to do so. Um, and uh, But suddenly he realized this is bad. I'm feeling addicted to this shit again. He's got to put up those skill firewalls yet again because, like, this is it's getting out of hand. This is way too much, too much. Um, yeah, so we got to watch out here. This skill healing, this like faith healing that fits his feeling, like, this is dangerous. Um, so Malta now, though, however, she's like a true Baptist believer now. This she's now part of church, uh, church of Farseer, total fanatic. Um, totally sold. Uh, Rain uh, again invites Amber Amber to regale them in the full story. What? What? Like who? Who are you fucking guys? Like what? Like Amber? Like who are y'all? Like what is happening here? What? Like this Fitz guy? Like what's he doing? Um, and then Amber goes into it a little bit. When I met Fitz, we were like already friends. When I met him, like we were just like besties. Um, and you know there was like. There was a Claris thing that happened recently. That sucked balls. Fortune was lost. Um, Fitz, like, there, it's, it's a whole lot of information in two little bit of sentences happening. Um, but essentially it breaks down to, like, Fitz is is the favorite assassin and Amber. We're close. That's basically what it gets down to. Uh, Malta begs Fitz to heal all of the fucking kids. She's like, wow, you did that to, to Zac Efron Cobras. You need to heal everybody in this fucking town now. Like, like I don't care. Like, everybody has to be fixed. Like, no problem. And um, it's sort of fucked up because it's like, what is that? What exactly is happening here? Are we fucking with like dragon stuff? Because like, there's dragon shape. Like, what is this? Like, the dragons are shaping these kids, these people. Like, it's this is weird. Like, I don't know. This seems like we're we're, we're venturing into very dangerous territory. The dragons can like are shaping people like fucking Play-Doh. It's fucking weird. Um, being an elderling sounds like having cancer because your body's fucking morphing into ways that you you can't live. And we'll get to that next chapter too because it gets worse, guys. Um, Fitz again ponders the risks of skill healing all the fucking people of Kelsingra. That's probably a bad thing. Um, and then Amber popped back into the storytelling mode and explained that the Chalcedians raided and attacked Fitz's home and kidnapped and destroyed his daughter. She just kind of says that offhandedly. And then at the mention of B, Fitz is like nearly having like a Fitzy, Fitzy fit. Um, but instead, he just some drank some brandy. I think it, I hope it's apricot brandy. Um, upon being asked again, this time by Rain, um, Fitz is asked, uh, will, uh, will the Miss misshapen dragon play-doh kids will you fix them will you fix them and fitz is like he's like i'm gonna but like that took a lot out of me well i'll do it i'm not saying i won't i want to do it i really want to do it but i'm like it's a little too much it's like a lot so fitz knows that this could be risky business here this is like skill addiction 101 um amber asks why he healed fron uh without permission and he explains that he was compelled to do so he couldn't help himself and the chapter ends with the gift of some magical xanax tea from jamalia called drag swift sweet sleep or something and fitz is like he's a suspicious guy you know we we get it like it's he's an assassin poison stuff fitz hesitates but then eventually he just drinks the fucking tea and he takes a fucking bath and he sleeps it all off and it's great for like five minutes and then he 
you know, he remembers these fits. Okay. <laughs> First Did off, I... it's it's Kuprus. Cobras. Cobras. I blend the narrator. Okay. And it's it's Fron. Zach Efron. Yep. Close. Okay. <laughs> Close. I mean, it Rain. is actually Efron, but yes. Rain. R-E-Y-N. Rain. The guy who doesn't want a king is named about being a king. Yep. Well, yeah. no, that's not how Well, you sort of. It. Yeah, no. R-E-I-G-H-N. Closer than nope. R. <laughs> I just keep picturing. I just keep picturing the fucking Koreans, the, the the South Korean singer. So that's closer, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, also, did any of Amber's explanations help you at all? I'm trying to remember what it was like to read this section, having only read the boat books and not having read the dragon books. I don't remember. Uh, did it help me? No. No, I, I I was too distracted by the fact that Fitz was distracted by Amber being a woman, and I think he's got very confused feelings right now. Well, first off, Amber, this is not the first time he's met Amber. We know that Amber made an appearance in the middle trilogy, and Fitz, Freaked if out. you recall, Fitz did not like Amber. He's come around. This Amber's hot. Blind and hot. Um... Why do we think he was so compelled? Do you think that this is supposed to be kind of like a shout out to what Fitz's alternative like life could have been had he not been fucked up by Galen, that he would have been an extraordinary skill healer? Or is this because of Tintaglia? Like what is the motivation for the for the for the healing, the skill healing? I just assumed it's because he's been using skill kind of haphazardly very recently and he doesn't really have any control over it. And so it just kind of happened. Yeah, okay, that too. And he was like, right. oh, snap. Well, we know that the dragon magic is intimately involved with skill. So, like, the changes that are happening to them are because of the skill. So it's like he, he it was, it was like a an entry point for him. It's like a smoker walking into a bar where everyone's smoking. <laughs> oh, man, that's like tough, let me tell you. <laughs> Been there. Actually smoked. I was a drinker smoker. I didn't smoke during the day. I only smoked like on weekends after I'd had three drinks. I do not. I don't like what is Tintaglia doing to this poor Zac Efron guy? Like it seems bad. It's not Why? what he, so, she's doing. It's what she's not doing. There are, there are several levels of this, but the first level is you are a person who lives in an area where dragons and elderlings have lived okay so the rain wilds the people that live there are often afflicted uh with changes to their bodies and they don't live very long the second stage is a person who lives in close contact with actual dragons they are they have a more intense version of that and then the third is an elderling which is a person who has been claimed by a dragon and whose changes are directed by well stop fucking up and just make them elderlings already i mean they're just experimenting well, the dragons here. don't live like okay so the dragons live for like a billion years and people don't so they like go off on their own adventures and while they're gone and they just forget that time passes differently for humans because they don't yeah, care. you need constant maintenance it's like the chiropractor These... you can't, but that said like, like 
I know that they're trying to like go bounce and do things, but if their life is so long, like couldn't they just hang around for what is technically a short amount of time for them and like fully like No, they gotta eat. Yeah, we're all the good fucking ADHD. There's some no, sheep next dragons. door. Eat the fucking local sheep. That's what I do. These are also like idiot dragons. <laughs> yeah, dragons are <laughs> dumb assholes. Team I'm dragons. still team dragon. Don't get it twisted, Rachel. Don't don't be thinking that I've changed. Your team. Okay, I like am not team dragon. Listen, I mean, I I get that the fool's whole mission here was to bring atomic warheads back to the six duchies <laughs> and the world at large. It just it seems uh, like a he, balancing the fool or whatever. Claris, right? I mean, this, this chapter a... was a hundred percent the reason why I don't like dragons. Yes. Because I because there's crying to, children know. with freakish yeah because they're all like, deformed. But it they, seems bad. They it themselves. seems unempathetic. It this seems like, like then why are the why are they all still level. like submitting themselves to this then? Like why aren't they getting the fuck out? They have a choice. This is Ed where they live. This is like you grew up in Chernobyl. You can't help the fact that you you were born and grew up in Chernobyl. Like this I is would it. move this away from fate. Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> What? I mean, the dragons also, like, they hypnotize you or whatever. They glamour you so right. that you want to... When they're there them. with you, but not when they're gallivanting around. But I don't around. think Fraun... I think for Fraun especially, there's no... It doesn't matter where on Earth... Or where on Earth, where on this realm you go, because Malta and Rain are claimed by Tintaglia. So right, the kids have not, no choice. Oh, so they're slaves, got it. Sec- this is not a first or second level uh, contamination. This is more of a third level contamination where you have been claimed. This is not just because you grew up in Chernobyl. This is because Chernobyl grew up with you. It reached out and touched you, you know? So so is the, is, is the mission of dragons in this world that, like, I'm Tintaglia and you're Rain, my cat, and Malta's my dog... And yeah. y'all had like a little Pretty litter much. or whatever, and that shitty yeah. fucking thing is like having trouble, and I'll help it. But I'm I gotta go on my trip. Like I'm going to yeah. Paris. Fuck. And your you little... put them in the in the in the cat hotel, and Hope you expect the them to be fine when they come back. But while you were gone, they developed an eating disorder and got kidney failure. It's an interesting <laughs> thought experiment, but. It it's weird because we're reading stories about humans for humans. We're not dragons. But... Here's the alternative, okay? So yes, you're seeing you're seeing all the negatives right now. Here are the positives. You live forever. And so this is like part if of If you it. can fucking Whoa. eat. This is part of it. They the dragons want servants that will one serve them for a long time because they live a long time. But also they want attractive servants in the ways that they find attractive. So it's kind of like an art project for them. But also, no, it's, fat, it's Plato kids. But yeah. also, they don't really care about you that much beyond you being a pretty oh. servant for them. And they also have other shit they want to do. And so Thank they you. just fly away and do their other shit and they forget about their servants that they have. Yeah, they're half, Paris fucking Hilton. They're like a little, little, little dog, right. little shaking hey, dog. Please start bragging on Paris Hilton, okay? I'm She's not got shaking dogs and hand purses. You dedicate yourself to a dragon. If you are lucky, so you can be unlucky enough to be born in the rain wilds where your lifespan will be 35, 40 years and you will have waddles and it will be awful. But if you're lucky enough, you will be chosen by a dragon and they will then hopefully take your waddles and make them into like pretty scales. And then you will live for like a million years instead of 35 years. That, and you get to be rich. Forever. Will you have? Will you just be a slave? I would love like to be that billionaire. Chihuahua. 
I already am. Yeah. <laughs> Loved. Okay, we know what side Alyssa's on. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, exactly. You're the shaking chihuahua with the diamond necklace who will never know cold or hunger or any kind of, like... I think I just... Maybe I'm just hardcore Fitz at this point. Like, I'm, you're not selling me on the fucking dragons. I'm sorry. Well, Fitz is obviously team stone dragon, and stone dragons are, like, a completely different thing. And part of what we saw in the previous or in the dragon books was a lot of these people that wanted to be a part of it they were like driven out of their their town they were stuck with the dragons they didn't have a choice but the people who live in the rain wilds like just by the fact living near dragons or even the cocoons of dragons like not even real before they even knew dragons were real things they were affected. An empty city. Yeah, they were yeah. affected by being near them to the point that they were only living, you know, 30, 40 years, had terrible lives. Couldn't, could barely have children, would get pregnant like, you know, 20 times and have one viable child. Yeah, so it's so, modern, it's, it's, it's capitalism to the nth degree. They have very difficult lives. So, the, and so 0.001% of people get to is, be rich. Well, this is it. new, it's new money. It's new money because this is a relatively new. In the last 30 years, this has happened. They used to just live 30 years, get married very quickly, and have as many children as they could possibly have, which wasn't many. Get married to people outside trade. of their village that might yeah. procreate. And, and they would have a lot of money that they needed because they were trading these very rare objects that they were mining out of these abandoned cities. So in the last 30 years, there, another option has occurred. Instead of dying at 35 and being a billionaire... You could be a billionaire who's who serves a dragon and, and lives live for like 500 years and is impossible, you know, and like, yeah, you don't get to control your your mutations, but you basically get to be an X-Man. So, so Malta. OK, let me let me just figure out the timeline for like a second. Sure. Ice fire came out of the out of Asphyxial and fucked Tintaglia. They made yep. babies. Correct. There were babies on the way, though, were there not? Did he yes. have to, like, spray those eggs or something? Why are we... No, no, why... no, no, no. The dragons you are looking at now are prior... For, were in stasis while all of the rest of the other dragons were sort of... They're like frozen. kin with Tintaglia. So what do, we need, what do we need ice fire for? They weren't in stasis. They were, they were serpents. They were serpents. They were part they of the same... They couldn't enter the river. Oh, yeah, that's... That's right. They were not the same. But like, what do we need ice fire for? Because that was that was that was absolutely essential, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Why did we need ice fire? We didn't. It was a mistake. Did we fix? Did we just? Did we just fix? Robin wanted ice fire because she thought that the dragons that were born from the serpents that had been in the sea too long weren't going to be viable dragons. She was right. And they kind of sure that they could. And she was correct. They are all dumb and they're not great. And they're they're but they're out there fucking around. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, against there's all so odds. This, <laughs> there's think. a generation of millennial dragons here that are just stunted. They have no power. They were they're really emotionally they're a wreck. That entire, <laughs> yeah. entire series of books. So they where's our Gen Z dragons? Like, where's we're waiting for the Gen Z dragons? Yeah. they're like currently cooking. They're cooking but like right. why again? Why was Ice Fire essential? Like, it sounds like shit because was already cooking. Because we need cooking. those Gen Z dragons. Because millennial dragons are shit. They're gonna save no one. They're just trying to stay alive. So, so dumb, they definitely would have died out. Price degrees that they can't use. They, and they definitely. Can't houses we got it. Everything yeah. we are got it. But like, yep. like 
would they have would they would just died out? Is that was that what would have happened? If it wasn't for Ice Fire and his old his old magic Well, Tintaglia was absolutely necessary to get the serpents up the river. So I don't know. Like, did she need the well, love of Ice these... Fire? No, she before Ice Fire was no. even found. Yeah. She had dumped him by then. They like fucked him. each other at the end of those books. She hate yeah, fucked him though. <laughs> she hate fucked Ice Fire. Ice Fire, is he alive still? What's he doing? He's somewhere He's on the other side of the world. Gross with matter. saggy skin. He's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there should be a, there should be something happening with him. That was seemed important at the time. Well, right <laughs> now he's probably well, actually not right now. There's probably better, more viable oh. males right now. But... Oh, all right. I'll just say it's not the last we'll see of Ice Fire, so he's not yeah. totally useless. Spoilers. Great. Hashtag I spoilers. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I just said that an entire trilogy wasn't pointless. Ashley, Ashley, <laughs> you like almost messed up Rung for me, so you're one. You're I almost one messed up what for you? Spoilers. Rung. Oh, I personally texted everybody to tell you not to read the group. <laughs> yo, chat, so, wah, wah, yo, wah. You, and but, I'm sorry, on. all of you fucking addicts were like, did it last night at midnight when it came out, so don't even get up on my ass about <laughs> that. Hold on. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. No, just, but as soon as I put it. it in the channel, I texted everybody individually, except Eli and Alyssa, I put on one text together, because they cute, okay? <laughs> but I let everybody else know. Ashley, Ashley, the next one, this, tomorrow's is spoiled. Rachel, we talked about how you don't play Wordle. The next one is spoiled. You can just take that. <laughs> <laughs> I get, it will be spoiled at some point. S-C-O-I-L. <laughs> I even texted Elena, and she wasn't even in our conversation about Wordle, but I didn't want to ruin it She's probably it for like, her. what the fuck is Wordle? She was like... I have a life. Sorry, <laughs> she did tell me that she she appreciated me thinking of her. So I skip a day here and there. I don't care. Um. Okay. We got. We yeah. Now he's trying to act all cool. I skip a day. I skip a day. <laughs> it's sold to right, me. So Joey has no idea who anyone is. Fitz has entered Calcingra. Everyone is like those little creepy crawly twisted people. When, I was gonna say, uh, is this Ariel... the chapter where he's like, "Oh my god, it's my nightmares come to life." Yeah, when Ariel is in is in uh, the cave with all the like the little people in in Ursula's cave, this is this is wait. Where did we go? Sorry, I've had a lot of wine. Where, how did we skip to <laughs> Ursula? Okay, so you know how when Ariel goes to Ursula's cave and then she like shows her all the people who she's trapped in the oh yeah 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 twisted like little that's how Calcindra is and they're all just <laughs> yes. <laughs> just writhing around and then Fitz is there and he can like he can like infuse them and make them less wrinkled and get grow their <laughs> arms and stuff so that's what you that's thought cool. of okay but now he's very in demand and this is a little bit scary because that's not what he's here for and also we know that when he heals people it can also hurt him and we also know that he's a skill addict and yeah. skill healing 200 he got a taste of the meth and he's here for it yeah but but distressingly, Amber is very much like, Yes, that's right. This is my prince, Fitz Chivalry. He can heal you all. Mm, should he be doing that, Amber? And maybe you guys should just pack your shit and run. Just run for the nearest river. But then there wouldn't be any drama. Drama, drama. Let's move on to chapter 37 because this episode is so long. Go. I have to send you something in the chat first. Oh, okay. Group. Wife just ever saves. 
Come on. Did you draw something? Jenny, cool? did you draw did you draw Amber touching Fitz's? No, shoulder? no, I God. hope it's I hope it's Grandpa Joe. No, no. It was, it was snakes. Snakes. Oh. Snakes? Spaghetti snakes raining snakes. down. It. Yes. It's the people. Is it the cat in the is it the cat in the snake? Yes. Wait, I didn't. I want this jacket so bad. Where? Oh. Can we get That's these? Good text. <laughs> I want this. I guess these are the moments where I really miss the fact that I don't do machine embroidery anymore because I totally could have hooked us up with some sweet full bags. But okay, but instead of instead of a cobra, shouldn't it be a dragon? No, or it shouldn't chickens. be noodles. That's right. <laughs> I was just going for the full like wrong embracing no, the wrong a cobra, spelling. A cobra with spaghetti. It speaks to me mostly oh. because I'm a Riverdale watcher and Southside Serpents forever. <laughs> it's so good. That seems Who's super this legit. kid that's wearing this? It's, it's, it's me. Young Wintro. What I look like you, right now. I have a haircut, and my hairstylist doesn't know me yet. And she's like, "We can go eight weeks between haircuts." And I told her no, and she insisted. And I'm I mean, hell, I get Thursday. my hair cut every ten weeks, and I have like longish hair. She, I'm gonna show up on Thursday, and she's gonna be like, "Okay, <laughs> we're gonna fix that kid." Is, that kid is so cool. The coolest. I look crazy. I look crazy. All right, chapter thirty-seven: King Rain Cobras dance <laughs> dance off. Let's do it. See, I just think of Cobra Kai when I hear cobras because I was watching that on Netflix. I'm a snake. That's what I think of. Chapter 37, Heroes and Thieves. Uh, The intro is from Shade talking about his early days and talent for scrying, which is still a weird thing to me. Um, So it's morning and Fitz wakes up from his sweet sleep to haunting words from B saying that Verity says he's he always gave up hope too easily, and I really feel like he should listen to that. Uh, he finds the fool sleeping beside him and watches him a while just to check he's breathing due to some previous trilogy flashback trauma. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, he's worried that he was too selfish last night, or his worries that he was too selfish last night are put to rest when the fool wakes up and tells him that he shouldn't apologize because he knew how the drug would affect him, and it's probably good that Fitz actually got a decent night's sleep for once, even though that only seems to happen when he's drugged, and I feel like he should take a look at that. Same. <laughs> the fool also tells him about a dream he had of them having a cute little date walking around the city, and I just think that's sweet. Aww. Uh, when the fool gets up to get ready, Fitz notes that his pack has been overturned and asks if he would like him to repack it for him, and the fool is understandably and completely justifiably horrified at the mere prospect. If we've learned one thing in these books is that Fitz has no respect for clothing. He has apparently learned, at least though, for this one brief moment, that he doesn't have to be freaked out when the fool changes into Amber. And he says this, You are you, fool. Or, you are you, fool, Lord Golden, Amber, and Beloved. You are you, and we know each other as well as any two people can. And I'm very proud of him for being so enlightened in this rare moment. Even Amber comments that this would have bothered him before. And yes, it did. And then, you know, they hold hands and they have cute little heart-to-heart about how much they've taken and given each other over the years. Because Fitz is not just his catalyst, but his friend and more. And it's just a very lovely moment. (laughs) I feel like I remember Rachel and I reading this before and being like, they held hands. They held hands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Drug-induced intimacy. It's great. 
it's beyond the drugs now. Um, anyway, <laughs> Spark comes in you and does. He doesn't Ember's... give a shit what any of these people think about him. That's the key. It's his very sweet person when he texts and sleeps. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so anyway, Spark comes in and does Amber's makeup, serves them breakfast, and tells them that Pearl and Land have gone to explore the city, which makes Fitz a bit concerned, but never mind that. They have to head to meet Rain and Malta and try and heal some more kids. Except that everyone's least favorite roadblock is there. Rapskull. Sigh. Remember when he was just that nice, awkward kid in a love triangle? No. Those were days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still calling Amber a thief and threatening to arrest them, and Fitz spends this entire little section cataloging all the weapons he has concealed on him and hoping Spark has assassin tools with her, but fortunately for everyone, Rain opens the door, sighs at Rapskull, and invites them all inside. And Lant and Purr arrive at the last moment, too, and hurry inside with them. So we have all our old favorites assembled with their dragon-abandoned, deformed children ready to get healed by Fitz if they're up for the risk. We've got Nortel and Case and Boxster and Tats and Thymara and Cedric and Carson. And Rapskull is still very against all of this, but Nortel argues with him that he wouldn't understand because he doesn't have a kid, especially not one abandoned by their dragon. So one at a time, they come up and Fitz helps shape the kids into what they were meant to be, all while Amber is freaking out that he's pushing himself too far. And once the kids are done, the rest of the new elderlings realize they could really use a touch-up, too, and they start swarming Fitz while Amber and the others try and hold them back. And Fitz is just on a skill high this whole time, melting into the flow of the river, like, you get a healing, and you get a healing, and you get a healing. <laughs> Eventually, the fool has had enough of this, and he shoves some elf bark in his mouth, removes his glove from his hand, and renews the skill bond they had with the skills below yes! bringing him back from the edge at last. And all the while, Fitz... The fool are just clinging to one another. Stupid Rapskull is like, Look, I told you she stole silver. Seize them. Way to ruin, ruin the moment, bunny. Now they're torn away from each other and the fool is screaming as the crowd engulfs them. And this, this is where we leave them. Thanks for that, Robin Hob. Okay. <laughs> Petition that we now just call the fool beloved. I've. This is... This is it because I, every time I do my my recaps, I'm always like, "Beloved said this, beloved said that," and then I have to back it up and put the fool or Amber or something. Let's just petition. It's beloved from here on out. Down. You can disagree sure. with me, but I'm beloved. Um, <laughs> I just think that doesn't doesn't this make you think about how Fitz would have been an amazing healer? Like, Fitz could have been this healer prince that, instead of living in the shadows and assassinating people, like, literally, like, killing them, he could have, he could have healed them and helped them and been this, like, amazing figure in the six duchies. That would have been very different for him. Yeah. He's so good at it. He's just so good at it. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, though. We can't be dwelling on, on He also could have been a king. The hands of a king or the hands of a healer. I feel like Fitz would definitely have been a really bad king, but we can save that for another one. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I concur. It wouldn't have been a great king. Because the healing the prince old... would have been a better role. I think the healing prince is a better role, but also I feel like King Fitz could only have happened if the Fitz of this timeline had made different situ had made different decisions. So like post death, post being an assassin kind of Fitz, and that guy's not a good king. Fitz just, like, doesn't ever have the ability to delegate anything and wants to do it all himself, so he couldn't really be a Which king. Which I, uh, I I deeply relate to. I know. I mean, King Fitz would probably just have a nervous breakdown <laughs> at some point and just die. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I deeply, this is one of the reasons that I love Fitz so much is that I deeply relate to him that his, his decisions do not seem like, you know, when you read a book, sometimes you're like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, why, why would you do that? No one would do that. Even if Fitz is making the wrong decision, I would probably make the same wrong decision that he made. Oh, so I, don't I, that, I really, but... I really feel for him. Oh, I, I, no. Fitz is, he's real. He exists. He's here with us. <laughs> you pay attention way more than Fitz that. is real. We've got uh, Amber in full Amber mode, which I love. I love the return of Amber. I am annoyed that Amber's like, I, I don't know. The whole, um, I feel like Amber should have helped put the kibosh on healing other people way earlier than like Fitz being in the room with all of these people. The, I think the problem is, is that Amber is really invested in other people liking Fitz as much as she does. Like she wants Fitz to prove that he deserves all the hype. Yeah, but, like, there was only one way for this to go, and it was badly, you know? Like, um, a mob. Yeah. And also, this chapter is everything I hate about humanity, and it's the reason I don't eat buffet food. And buffet. it's why I, like, hate <laughs> fucking other humans, because it's everybody's got a goddamn case of the gimme gimmies and, like, can't wait in a line, and is just, like, they're gonna fucking crush somebody and stampede them because they don't want to have a waddle hanging from their chin well like fucking get over it he was helping children I mean, who I couldn't walk waddle. on their legs they had deformed I would be, feet i'd be okay with the waddle if it was like a cool jewel waddle i'd be fine well yeah like jewel it up i don't care put some hot glue on there jewel it up fucking crystal yeah yeah, remember back in like 2005 when we were all vajazzing, vajazzling? I the... did not vajazzle myself, I'm going to be honest. What is vajazzling? <laughs> like what, your clothes? Your vagina, Joey. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh my god. Um... I don't know. It seems like, yeah, just take something and you just cover it in, in, in sparkly crystals. <laughs> now I'm good. kind of interested what motifs you went with. <laughs> we can talk about that <laughs> later, too. <laughs> I feel like they were probably uh, all space slash Star Wars themed, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know what I'm talking the about The Dune anymore. theme would be interesting. Yeah. Ooh, wow. The, the mouth of the worm. The worm. Yeah. Big brown <laughs> glitter sand. Glitter, brown glitter. This is sand. Brown glitter. This is done in a weird direction. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, suddenly deeply uncomfortable in being in this podcast. <laughs> I quit. Um, I don't know. Someone help me. I don't know where I am anymore. So um, we got some. We got to see the crew. We got to see Nortel and Case right. and Boxster and Tats and Thamara and Cedric and Carson. Like the whole crew. There's yeah. at least one dragon that's actually doing their fucking job. So at least, yeah, yes, right? one that's like hung around. I I'm so happy to see that our characters. I mean, it's a little disheartening to see that our characters that we left with a lot of hope that they were going to have good lives are kind of struggling because they need more help. Um, but again, this goes back to the 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 
the missive that was at the beginning the, at the beginning of my chapter, the six duchies had reached out and said, we want to become trading partners. We want to have a way to get back and forth. And obviously between those skill pillars, there's an easy way to get back and forth if they have skill users. Maybe that could actually help them because they're not getting the support that they need from their current... But they're also so unwilling to not be exclusive traders with, with Vanga Town. So, right. But do you want sheep? Do you want pork? I mean, do you want? They're definitely going to have to make some decisions soon if they really want to sustain themselves. And it's weird to me because they're not Bingtown traders to me. I know that they say that they are, and I know that like Rain is the Coopers and all that shit, but. Are they being town traders? That was my thing, because Ingram? he says that, like, Rain shakes his hand with, like, the grip of a traitor. And I'm like, he was, like, a rich boy. He was just, like, like a trust fund baby. Like, is he really giving the handshake of a traitor? Right? I don't know. Can he even unmoor a boat? Probably not. Maybe now. I've never Maybe seen it. Possibly now. He just rests his hand in your hand. And you try to shake. <laughs> have you ever have you ever like shaken someone's hand where they go completely limp like that? Yes, it is the upsetting. most foul thing. Yeah. It's so and like, like you might as well be aggressive. holding like a fucking chicken cutlet. <laughs> <laughs> it makes and it it makes me so aggressive when I encounter that. Like I want to like grip the person's hand and like shake their whole body. It's like, do you need something? Like we don't. You don't need to just rest your hand in mine. <laughs> Like, that's gross. <laughs> it's so tired, though. Their hand's so tired. Like, ew. I'm not your mom or, like, don't just, just like, rest yeah, your just hand keep in it. mine. Just <laughs> keep it. It's yours no, now. Maybe, maybe we're betraying ourselves as, like, uniquely American or something. I don't know how they, I don't know. I have no idea what the conventions are around the world, but to me, it is like you hold yourself up with your own bones and muscles. That's you too hold much your work. own hand up. You <laughs> stiffen your fingers and the palm. It's also important to stiffen the palm, okay? I don't want to have like a weak, weird, foldy palm with stiff fingers in my hand. That's also gross. Like, uh, I don't know. Disgusting. Anyway. Well, now disgusting. we're like, we're in COVID slash entering early post-covid times we're not shaking hands anymore somebody holds out their hand to me and i'm like fuck your hand like put that thing in your mouth i don't care (laughs) (laughs) would you really refuse a handshake now oh i I still do yeah if people hold out their hands to me now i still go for the fist bump really yeah i'm not fucking grabbing their hand i don't i mean i didn't really want to touch your hand before and now i have a legitimate reason to deny you my instinct is to do the whole like creepy like chicken dance and be like elbows. Yeah. <laughs> chicken, chicken, chicken. Chicken, chicken. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, rapscal. <laughs> Let's talk about rapscal. I don't know. He's a fucking turd. He always was. He's still gonna be. And they kind of give him like I understand that they need to have defenses. Like they shouldn't just like not have any. He's just one guy. Well, there seem to be some. He's got his like little cronies. He's got though, Case that and Boxer. Sort of follow him. Thugs. But yeah, I'm like, why do they let him garage. have? I know that they don't tech. He doesn't technically have power per se, but like they have given him power through like not squashing his ego. 
you know? Like, but like but Rain, think... Rain and Malta are like, oh, we're also not the king and queen. I'm like, no one here has jobs. You guys are all just avatars. Liar. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, they're outnumbered. And even just like in that regard, that he could have been. But I do kind of like that just nobody takes him seriously at all. They're like, yeah, okay, Rapscal, thanks. We'll He's just, just out we'll there cosplaying yeah. like, a, a, like a town guard. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. It's like that's we have ample evidence that that's not good because you know you could be like this person i'm not i am you know this person is not a threat it's too annoying to fight them let let them do their thing but we'll just ignore them but then they they end up starting a cult or something and then there's like a million of them and it's a problem so i wish that they would put their foot down with rapscal because he's he needs to grow up and i understand that he's got another person downloaded into his consciousness that is steering him around but that's also weird. Uh, <laughs> and like, you don't have that. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Every book I've ever read has become a, a complete per- part of my personality. But it's a problem, and I recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we're so beyond. Uh, anything last about? Fitz being a healer, Amber being We got the renewal of the bond. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, so th- that has bothered me so much when he removed the when they removed the the silver fingerprints. I was like this is not Yeah, why do that? Stand. Why do that? Mhm. Fix it. Back. It's back and it is the way it should be. Robin Hobb, you made a very good decision in that moment. You gave us what we wanted. And that was something that we wanted that we needed, not something that we wanted that was stupid. And I... <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> like most of the things we want. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I don't need a chapter of them going on a date and giving each other flowers and, like, writing each other letters about how much they, like... But thank you for giving other. us the dream where they did just that. Can we have, in Roteland, can there be, like, a part where you go with your beloved and you can get, like, silver, I don't know, like, fingerprints cast of each other that you wear as, like, a pendant or something? I feel like we need to have something in that realm-ish. It's just, instead of henna tattoos, you just get, like, silver fingerprints stuck on your... Yeah. Yes. We need to flush that one out a little more, but it's going to be there. <laughs> it's hot. The fool just hands him a really creepy glove. Yeah. Just wear this glove. <laughs> Touch your face with this glove whenever you think of me. It's made of flesh. <laughs> I don't want to. The, and then uh, Fitz gives his back, and it's like three times the size of the fool's hand. It's just like, you know, one of those like two big gloves. Awkward. It's all limp and gross. All right, so we've we've ended on a on a on a arrest. That's a hell of an ending for. But I we, just you know, the... remember when we read this and we were just like, "That's how they left it. That's how she left it." Okay, and we just <laughs> yes. had that for like a year. Oh, and it was okay. Like, just had to wait a year, and I mean, I wasn't super concerned because I was like, "One, the fool slash Amber slash beloved is very crafty. This is gonna be fine." Two, we're amongst people that we know are not bad people. Yeah. So, like, maybe Fitz gets, like, treated poorly, but he'll get out of it. This is, he's been in way worse situations. I have, like, zero (laughs) concern over any of this. I feel like it's just going to be, like, a hubbub, and then it'll be, like, and on to the next thing. 
<laughs> maybe this is a chance for Land and Perseverance to assert their assert their crafty ways against all of these newt people. Newt people. Newt people. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> you know, they're still developing. They're like tadpoles. Did you guys see that in Florida it got so cold this week that all of the iguanas were dropping out of the trees? No. Yeah. They the like the Weather Channel send out warnings of like watch for falling iguanas because they just Do you just, think like, that if they had fall. like a bombogenesis in Kelsingra that like the dragons would just kinda like plop down out of the sky? Ain't that a five dollar word? Bombo Genesis. Yeah, I gotta clarify. What's a Bombo Genesis? (laughs) That's what we just had here in New York City. A snowstorm? Is that what the word you meant to use? I don't know. It's like it's like we got like a foot of snow. It's not that big of a deal. Like I feel like getting a foot of snow is fairly normal. It's winter in the north. Like I would expect nothing less. Apparently, they have to give them ever increasingly stupid Final Fantasy names. Everything has to be fucking like (laughs) Sephiroth. Bombo Genesis. Snow. You have summoned the goddess of ice and snow. Shiva. That's what it sounded like. All right. Let's move on to our epilogue slash not epilogue. Emergencia. Chapter 38 epilogue is called Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Bee's dream is about floating in a wild river, protected inside a case. Perhaps she is a tiny little snail. And being picked up and saved by a dragon who says, As the wolf did for my young, so I will do for his cub. I will protect you here. When you emerge, come to me. I will protect you. And it's, you know, in this entire trilogy a real shame that Bee's dreams don't become more specific or heavy-handed or contain any instructions for her to follow. <laughs> um, Wolf Father tells Bee to uncurl, and she slowly remembers that she is housed in terrible flesh. She gathers the strength and, lest we move 2.5 pages without being scathed, trips over bodies, witnesses what are probably Dwelia's last moments, and sees a man. B gets away deep into the forest. <laughs> there is one here who can help us if I can wake him, says Wolf Father. Run. Oh shit. And if you scroll down, what I have a surprise. This picture? Image. Um, <laughs> There's a picture I didn't get that far. They ran yeah. like the goats on fire. I will right. say. I think this might be the least angry I've been at the end of a book by Robin Hobb <laughs> in this series. Normally I'm pretty annoyed and I'm like, we, did we really get anywhere? Or just like, I don't know. I feel like this was a good one. Oh, okay. No? Am I alone? I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that B is clearly desperately in need of rescue, self-rescuing, outside rescuing, who knows. But she's not in a great spot. Like, um, we actually left on a legitimate cliffhanger 
with both yeah. Fitz and the Posse and with B. And I feel like I don't have 7,000 question marks like I usually do at the end. <laughs> Not like end of the trilogy book. Well, I mean, it's still questioning to be like, okay, how are they getting out of this one? But I, you know, we've oh, been through this so dragons. many times. I'm, I'm here to tell you. They <laughs> we've been through on a this dragon. so many times that something wild's going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, we've gotten to the end. I'm glad that we got a little check in with B, a little bit of a distressing check in. But you know what? Wolffather is with her, so it could be worse. And... We didn't hear from her for so long. Yeah. You know, she was a nut, and now she's a snail, and now she's um, uh, I'm a, nut, a person I'm a again. Nut, I'm a snail. I'm a goat. So this... I'm on fire. <laughs> Does that mean that she is no longer in the skill stream? Oh, they dropped out of the... Yeah, for sure. That's like, they what else would out. it be? Where did drop they outs. drop out? That's a big fatty question mark. I can't... We don't have no idea. <laughs> Somewhere cold. I mean, in theory, they were going to the market, the you know, the path where the, the bear attack happened. So it's like, I would assume if that's where they were, the trajectory, like the rune that they used, that that's where they would plop. Is that not the most infuriating thought, though, to think that if Fitz had not given in to his anxiety about following the fool, that he could have stayed one extra night, risked a bear... He couldn't have though. He needed to go check on the fool. Like I'm, I'm not going to begrudge him that. Like I, he did the. I think he made the right call. I do not think that he was hasty in going after the fool. With the information that he has, I think he made the right decision. Well, that and there, yeah, they had no more food. The bear was definitely going to. Yeah, come like back. what the like, fuck were they going to do? Again, this goes back to our, you know, idea of like why, why the bear? Well, the bear really did force Fitz to make a decision more quickly than he wanted to because he wanted to wait he wanted to wait at least three days but it's like you know what you're going to Kelsingra. go on go be jesus at Kelsingra. and <laughs> jesus please <laughs> he's healing all the lepers at Kelsingra, and yeah you know he now and now he's tired and he's been lepers. given elf bark and he can't communicate so he's definitely cut off from any of that this is I don't know. There's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot. Do you have pre Do you have predictions? Do you think that Fitz will get to Claris? Is that I do? Pairing? I think I think Fitz and B are both gonna get to Claris because B in the journal entry says that she gets to a place. That was yellow bones, and we know that Claire's is made out of those giant animal bones. So I think that that's like her inevitable path that she's going to end up there somehow. And then I, I think Fitz is getting on a goddamn dragon. Somebody is. Somebody's getting there on a dragon. Somebody's riding a dragon. Ashley will not rest until someone rides a dragon, and it can't be Rapscal because that's boring. <laughs> you already did that. You know, in my head, Rapscal looks like an aphid. He's just like a weird. I think of him as like more of like a praying mantis kind of situation. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is he a praying mantis? He was described as being red. He's a red. A, a praying, red, red praying, praying mantis. mantis. <laughs> what are your overall? Well, okay. Let's do let's do our every episode prompts. 
Oh, I think I didn't. I deleted them again. That's my fault. No. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you did. You're so good. Sometimes. I know. I'm not good at my the job. The 100th episode make... is gonna go I'm flawlessly. Just, I'm just trying to build three whole costumes in three <laughs> weeks. Don't mind me. Have we decided what your scorecard looks like, or are we still just doing <laughs> chaos? It's just chaos. My scorecard? Why change now? I've made right. it very clear what my scorecard is. We are pack character introductions and exits. Joey, how do you feel yes. about all of these new characters? All uh, these dragony I mean, we're in a safe place. Ish. It's, Ish. It, I, I think. Unless Tintaglia shows up and is like, what did you do with my Play-Doh? <laughs> um, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, it's a weird place to end. It's a, it's a weird place to end, for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I, I still... My, my, my end of book kind of thinking is, why was Fitz so resigned and thinking that b's dead i mean i understand the reality that he almost died in that way but like i wish i just wish there was a little bit more faith well, and i know I that like verity said you give up on things too yeah yeah, yeah it's true verity he should always listen but to fitz doesn't brain you guys <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I know he's trying to move on and kind of deal with that. And I know that there's sort of like this deep kind of exploration on what loss means when you don't have closure. I know that that's what they're, what she's going for, but I'm just kind of like, I just want to rattle him and be like, you, in any other story, there would be some hope, you know, like. <laughs> but Fitz is always a glass half empty. He is not a choose happiness kind of person. He loves a good wallowing. And that's wallowing. the PTSD. Like, Honestly, that's the PTSD. Because yeah. as a person with PTSD, you She's probably have dead. To, you have to prepare yourself for that. Because everything else is devastation. It's the only His profession is, is to... killing. Like, it's only fair to him to assume that people die. Like, it's a, it, like that makes sense. Right. That that's his default assumption. But you but would like, think that somewhere in him, and here's the thing: no skill, if, essence, nothing of all this training. And if way he communicated too many years. with beloved, if he communicated with beloved, there may be a a prophecy or several prophecies recorded in Beast journals that would give him hope. Yeah, there why? Why aren't we reading this goddamn journal Yo. like our nightly Yo. bedtime five minute stories? Like we need to be Man's in a lot. It's too precious. Too too like no, it gives you fucking answers. You <laughs> bear needs to eat it first. Why not? It's like it's like oh, the people of Claris have all these books with a bunch of prophecies in them that get, are giving them advantages. Hey, you know what you have? You have the same a book with prophecies in the it. The same fucking well, thing. and we and know that access the to a prophet. It's, it's so dumb. And did he? I can't remember. Did he? He never told the fool that the her journals exist. Correct? No. Yeah. No, the the fool has been such a yeah. that would involve admitting that <laughs> that she is like the fool and therefore right. might yeah, yeah, actually yeah. be no, his totally child, which he cannot accept. So so yeah, so that's obviously that's gonna have to yeah. change. The, you, if, in, or, the only way to to beat a cheater is to cheat yourself. So stay tuned for 
fixed to hopefully not keep fucking up. Um, but but yeah, yeah, you would think that also that the fool would point out, hey, you know, you were once lost in a pillar for a few days. Hey, keep hope. And he noticed that they all landed in Kelsingra. Yeah, we are. Yeah, they all like he immediately noticed that it was later in the day. Yeah, but the fool and Spark don't know that. As far as they're concerned, they came right behind them. You know what I mean? Like they didn't communicate. They didn't talk about about it at all. And I don't really know. I guess. Well, yeah, they did have the opportunity because they had their snuggy night. But like, yeah, Fitz definitely noticed. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's what happens when but you go through again, pillars too often. Brain. <laughs> yeah, brain. Brain. All right. Animal assist. Wait, Motley but did we, we didn't say character introductions. We got Amber back. Oh, yeah, we did get Amber back. We did get Amber back. Which is great. I love Amber. She is capable. She is bold. She's she a little, she like, means. I feel like she's a little feistier this go around. Oh, yeah, I love Amber. Remember, Amber is an artist. Amber is a tradeswoman. Amber has a whole vast network of friends and allies. Don't underestimate her. Where's Molly? He's He called that one time right before they followed Rapscal, and then that's all she. we heard of him. She... So Motley Sorry, is here somewhere, she... not being a wit beast. Yeah, Molly's not getting uh, getting enough airtime in this in this section. Just gotta say. That's what you get when you're not wit bonded to somebody, you know. Come on, bird. Come on, bird. Get together. Very importantly, together. fashions from Jamalia. We have some. We've got some moments here. We've got skirts we have. on skirts on skirts. We have winter skirts, amber. Running through, running through the streets of Kalsingra with rouge. We also have lots of rouge. It's very in vogue. Rouge, it's very. It's giving me. It's giving me uh, Moulin Rouge dancers running through the streets. <laughs> um, and then we have whatever the fuck Malta is wearing. Yeah, what we is Malta wearing? The, She's the just elderly wearing like, regular that... elderly shit. I think that I they're all just over. wearing caftans. Yeah, they're all dressed like they're in a cult where they're just wearing like brightly colored <laughs> caftans that are all exactly the same with like weird little slippers and leggings. They're like like hospital snuggies, you yeah. know, like their that asses aren't hanging out, but they're comfortable and they all have the like the little grippy socks so that they can walk around. <laughs> We've got the, the robe that Amber was wearing, the fool is wearing to sleep. Yes, yes. It's great, you know, we're gonna we're getting laundry done. This is this is we're in the perfect part of town because there's only Kelsingra and Binktown now, and this is it. This is the, the cutting edge of fashion will happen in these places. Uh roll the maps. How, where are we and how did we get here? We are Kelsingra! Straight killing. Yeah. I had to look at a map because I forgot where Kelsingra was. In the mountains. Somewhere. Clear something up for me though. Did they did they did they like get in a skill pillar and end up in Kelsingra for like during the first trilogy when yes. Uh-huh. yes and that was where the the skill well was or whatever yes yeah okay I just I just I wasn't sure and that was and totally also the empty map there. tower yeah which was the tower with the map oh the super cringe part where he's like I'm gonna pretend I've been here before we can meet you in the map tower 
And then they're like, yes, we also call it the map tower because we're unimaginative. Because <laughs> that's what it is. There's there's maps in it. And it's a, <laughs> it's tower. a tower. Cool. Cool. So now we know Sometimes that there's that a place where there are maps. So we're definitely going to get to figure out where where Claris is, hopefully, if we're not arrested Maybe. forever. <laughs> Moving on to Fitz Misery has a moment. The return of Does Fitz Suck, where one is the best he can be. <laughs> And five is the worst. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Where one is the worst he can be, and five is the best he can be. Yeah. I don't oh know. my god, our scales. We always just have to give him a three so that we're everybody's right. <sighs> oh, I don't know. He's pretty bad. One is low and Death bad. Five is high and good. But you get points for being shitty. Therefore, the more points you no, earn, you I gain, detracted the points for being are. shitty. Thirty. Well, Def- yeah, he's thirty. <laughs> 30, 30 12. This is a 5. 30 12A. I'm not mad at him at all. Five. I feel like he's doing fine. I think he was a solid 4. I think he did that... a lot of healing, but it worrisome. He's I'm very worried that he has overextended himself, burnt himself out, used up magic that he shouldn't have used that he may need later. He like use it up. Like He just needs to recover, but it's not like it's gone forever. What if he burns himself out? What if he... What if, what if, what if? I don't know. And also, like, again, I'm not putting all of that fault on Fitz because Amber was very much involved in all of that. Well, because she was like, this is cool. Everyone likes him if he's doing this. But then she's like, oh, but this is too many yeah. slices. She was like, negotiated the deal and then was like, oh, JK, like, we shouldn't have signed that contract. I'm like, <laughs> no, you were a part of that. She's like, all these people were really cool to me like 15 years ago, but they're not cool anymore because they're definitely uglier. It's a bunch and it's of fucking succubi. And finally, buzzwords, how's B doing the prophecy scorecard? Well, we have not one, but two books full of interesting things from B Farseer that no one is reading. (laughs) I feel very bad for her because she did all the work to self-publish and (laughs) can't she can't get any readers. So hopefully that changes for her in the future. She needs to look at her distributor. Because <laughs> not really gotta, doing you that. Have to, you have to choose better than hiding your shit in the wall, be farseer. That was not it. I think she should have left a note on the cover that was like, please read this if I'm missing. Right, in case of emergency, read it all to everybody you know. <laughs> so I just want you guys to know that if I ever go missing, you have the permission to go through my emails. But do we have the passwords? Text. Does Joseph have the passwords? Yes. Okay. okay. We can figure out. Do passwords. I? I don't know. Yeah, Rachel. I mean, it needs to be a little bit more explicit than just you thinking that he can guess them. <laughs> I'll leave a note somewhere. I guess passwords <laughs> oh are beloved. <laughs> um. That's it. Uh, anything else before we end our fool's quest? No? Hmm. All right. The reminder for next reading section, we are going to take the rest of February off before we begin Assassin's Fate. So our next episode will be our 100th episode. We will be doing the live stream. It will be on YouTube. Stay tuned for more announcements. But if you subscribe and look at it on March 5th, you should see something. Hopefully. It's actually just <laughs> going to be you guys watching us watch Three Men and a Baby. 
<laughs> now that's entertainment. Gold that's star. entertainment. This has been Bucky Radio. You can email us at buckybradio at gmail.com. Tell us what you want to see on the live stream or anything else that occurred to you. Um, and let me know if I can read it on air. I am Rachel. You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm Melissa, and I'm way over here. There's a cat asleep on me. Not anymore. <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> Uh, I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Frey or Jenny's Life Art on Instagram. And tell me what you want me to draw during this hour-long live stream thing we're going to do. Draw stream! Jenny, if you draw, draw, draw stream, just draw the skill stream. It's a skill stream. I'm going to paint myself silver. It'll be great. Put yourself back together. I'm going to try to serve a look. I feel like I'm we a should, nut. I, I'm a nut. Yeah, I'm just going to dress as a nut. <laughs> I'm a nut. Should I'm I put my nut. rain costume back on? That was pretty great. That, the, the rain costume was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so go for it. An added bonus of a veil, which is great for, you know. If yeah, a shitty scarf with some paper cut cat eyes is awesome. Oh, I do have those little stick on jewels from my mask. Oh, there. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Dread Cosplay. Don't sound too excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I derailed us. It's my fault. I'm Ashley, and you can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And I'm Joey, and I now also have a new website at joeyammons.com. You joined the dot coms. Well, I've had this dot com for a while. It's just now I made a new website. That's it. We don't have to have the spoiler section because we just ended a book. And we all know what's coming. It's going to be it's going to be great. That means my predictions are correct. Look. Ashley, there's no way that you can predict this. It's the greatest. I predict extreme sadness. What about? That's right. I'm correct. (laughs) What about extreme delight? What about a giggle? What about a giggle? Aw. I don't like you saying that. What about large (laughs) and in charge? Do we see the massive pain? (laughs) What? There's penis? No, it's all tasteful. But all tasteful penis. Penis. Tasteful, massive penis. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Look, Ashley, if there's two characters that you wanted to meet, who would they be? And I just know Alyssa isn't a fan of touching, so I just feel like, is there a lot of touching in this next book? Because I don't feel like she would have liked it. It's her favorite book. Oh, it is my least favorite trilogy. <laughs> But her favorite book, her favorite book, period. Yeah, and yet, fave characters all up in this bitch. Everywhere. Up, down, left, right, in the corners. Well, I know it's not a romance because I'm sure everybody fucking dies and is miserable by the end of it, so. (laughs) Oh my god. Look, you're gonna get there and you're gonna be like, oh, I knew this because I always wanted this. You're just not remembering it right now, and it's okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've had, like, 
three-fourths of a bottle of wine, so I'm not going to think of anything right now. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Pew, pew. Start boiling your water now for the spaghetti. I want spaghetti so bad. I do need dinner. I had spaghetti for dinner, and it was great. I was going to make myself a delicious pasta dish for dinner, but it just didn't pan out because the baby. I always, Joey's always like, do you want this, this, or this? And one of them is always spaghetti, and I'm always like, spaghetti. Spaghetti. Hell yeah. Jesus Christ. Do you call it, do you call it spaghetti, or do you call it, like, do you have a vernacular for spaghetti? It is spaghetti, because I am... Well, it's. I, I guess it's. I guess it's been buschetti before. No. I like, but I do pronounce my T's as D's, so I feel like spaghetti. that's something. Yeah. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> this is very Italian. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Gabagool. I call it spaghetti. All right. Well. Good night, Rain Cobras. It's so late. It's eleven eleven. Oh, you just missed it. Now it's eleven twelve. Goodbye. Oh, no wishes for us. Next next episode, 100, one, zero, zero, hundo, 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 the hundo ep, the hundo ep. You've never sounded happier, ever. <laughs> 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 I'm with you.